Hi, I'm Greg. And I'm Stefan. From Bottle. And you're watching Hashtag Birth TV. Comment, thumbs up, share, and subscribe! Hashtag Birth TV, week 153. Hello, social media family, and welcome to Hashtag Verse TV, week 153. I'm Aaron Mack, and I'm here with my good friends, Stefan and Greg of the Lightning Speed Rising Bottle. Mocktails and cocktails, it's every supposedly. And which was formally launched January 2021, and we're here for all the tea. Now, Greg and Stefan romantically connected, then built their house of love, and now together are building their business empire of success. Talk about relationship goals, right? Now, even my bottled brand mocktails are on the way because I don't do alcohol, but when I heard that they have the business savvy to have both cocktails and mocktails. I was like, I want some mocktails. I've never had a mocktail. I'm looking forward very much to this experience. And Stefan and Greg, please say hi to our Hashtag Verse TV family. Hello, Hashtag Verse TV family. My name is Greg. Hi, Hashtag Verse TV family. My name is Stefan. Fantastic. Oh, right. Now, the first two questions I will ask each of you individually. And the first time we're going to go to Greg with this one. For our audience who may not yet know, where are you from and what do you love most about your residence journey thus far? Yeah, that's a really good question. First off, I just want to thank you for having us on your platform and, and showing off what Bottled is about. It's really important. Also, I think it's incredibly important that you mentioned that we do cocktails and mocktails. And quite honestly, when we started Bottled, we actually didn't even think about mocktails. And I think the great thing about our business and being the owners of our own business and being able to control is like we got feedback mm -hmm. and we were able to adapt quickly from that feedback to say, hey, we need to provide options for others. But in regards to just like where I'm from in my journey in general, I'm originally from Boston. Uh, my parents are from Haiti. Uh, so they immigrated to the US and had me in Boston. Um, however, I've moved around a little bit. Uh, so I moved to Atlanta and lived there for seven years. And currently I live in uh, Washington, DC and I've been there for six years. And one of the things that I like the most about my journey is that uh, most people will know that people from Massachusetts, they consider them mass holes. Um, and so um, I've definitely grown up with sort of like an attitude of like, why are you looking at me? Why are you talking to me? Like, get out of my way and things like that. Like really just rude people, honestly. And so moving to Atlanta and living there for so long, it really helped to really shape my personality to be a lot more friendlier. So now it actually rubs me the wrong way if someone comes into the room and doesn't greet me. And so I'm really like in customer service and service in general is something that's just really ingrained in me now. So like 
being personable and being, you know, just nice to people is just really something that's important to me. And I don't think that would have happened if I didn't move to Atlanta. Okay. Fantastic. Got, got that good old Southern hospitality, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. And now it's my turn. Yes. I was going to say, Greg, I'm putting the exact same question to you. Stefan, but yes. <laughs> um, so I'm originally from Ghana, West Africa. My family immigrated to the United States in October of 1999, and I was eight years old at the time. So I, I'm now 32. I have been here a majority of my life, grew up in Washington, D.C., Shepherd Park. Shout out to Shepherd Park. And um, went to elementary school there, went to middle school. And then in high school, my family moved to Silver Spring, Maryland, which is literally like across the street and I went to high school there went to college at the University of Maryland so I have been in the DMV literally all of my life well most of my life um my dad is Ghanaian my mom is Nigerian so I'm half and half um but I was born in Ghana and what I have loved about my journey and my experience is you know growing up being from Africa was not the most popular, the most cool thing to be. And so I kind of grew up almost resenting where I was from, but now to see Afro beats embraced and to see African culture just rise, I'm so proud to be African and like to now say, yes, I am from Ghana. I'm also Nigerian, like just that pride. And you know, it all started with like the Black Panther movie, but like, I'm just so happy with where Africa is right now and just beaming with pride. So yes, I am African, 100% Ghanaian, Nigerian, and I love it. I, I, I'm sorry to interject. I think though that's a really good point at the end about the culture. So similarly as growing up, although I was not born in Haiti, but also the same stigma about Haitians as well. And people everywhere would know, if you said HBO, what that meant. And HBO, they was considered Haitian body odor. And then there's the other term that they use for Africans, mm -hmm. and it was the African booty scratcher. So like two of those terms were used very heavily around that time to really, denigrate Africans and Haitians and black culture in general in this in this country. And so um yeah, it's just really cool that now everything is just kind of like embraced and yeah. people are, are coming to understand and learn our culture. Absolutely. And you know it, it's so funny and unfortunate as far as you mentioning like things like ABC. Like I was born and raised here and I, I, I was still called ABC in school, you know, so people can be ignorant, but the culture is making its way because even like Doja Cat's latest album, Planet yes. Her, has yes. two Afrobeat songs on it, which I love. Mm -hmm. I love her. Anyway, anyway, let me move on. Okay. <laughs> so these next few questions are going to be for both of you at the same time. So it's not like you have to have different answers because you just answer it together, you know? Yeah. You don't have to answer it like in sync, like, hi, we are in sync, but answer it. We're totally together. not in sync. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. 
We're not in sync. We're definitely not in sync. That's the greatness about this, actually. Yeah, and, and you all mentioned that as, as well. And we'll get into all of that. We'll get into all of yeah, that. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, nine months into your Tinder match fresh relationship, complete with a pre-pandemic in-person date, followed by pandemic-approved virtual dates and some together time with our good friends at Black Gay Stuck at Home, began the fantastic, fast-growing Bottled. Now, what inspired you both to make the jump from simply growing your romantic connection into also growing the successful business connection? And you both just are uh, amazing in your presentation always with both. Well, I. I think what happened was like during the pandemic, we had so much time. I really started to tap into a passion that I really didn't uh, really tap into, but had a lot of experience in hospitality, working at bars, working at restaurants. And so um, started thinking about that, but also during the pandemic, I also started to really grow an entrepreneurial spirit as well. And so being in a relationship, we started talking about that and yeah so yeah dinner table conversation like where do you see yourself in 10 years what are your aspirations what are your goals and he talked about wanting to own a booze truck the booze version of a food truck and me being the supportive person that i am and also like really feeling him at the time i was like let's do it let's do this like I know nothing about business. Like, we've never done this before. Let's just dive in. Like, what do we have to lose? And here we are. <laughs> yeah. And I think the, the great thing about it is, like, sometimes you have, like, ideas, and sometimes you don't know how to really materialize those ideas. And I think what happened was we met at such a great time yeah. to, to really just poke each other's brains and throw each, things at each other and help each other to materialize this idea. Yeah. Like, because... If I had gotten this idea alone, it probably wouldn't have materialized, but yeah. just because sometimes you need some like further assistance. And I think that's the greatness of how this all created, got created. The beauty, absolutely. Yeah. That is beautiful. Now, from where came the choice of the name Bottled and why that spelling? So I'll take that one. Um. I I fancy myself the creative director of Bottled, and I came up with the logo, I came up with the name, um, and Bottled was just a different and unique way to spell Bottled, B-O-T-T-L-E-D, and I was like, oh, let's, let's make it catchy, let's make it trendy, and that was the first thing that came to mind. And initially it wasn't even called bottled. We called it something else. But when we got into the process of choosing the packaging, choosing all the stuff, I was like, okay, yeah, bottled is it. And in one night I did some mock-ups of some logos and that's what it came to be. And yeah. And I think also the greatness of also this logo and the name, and a lot of people don't get it at first. And so if you look at the logo and you look at the bottle, the D is actually supposed to represent the bottle cap. So if you look at it, D is a bottle cap and the rest of it, and that's why you have the line on the side and you have the apostrophe there. And the apostrophe there is, is specifically straight, 
because of course you have straight apostrophes and uh, the, the curlies. curlies. Yeah. And so it is it is a specific straight apostrophe for that reason. Yeah. So it really has that slimmed down bottled look. Yeah. And the D as a bottle. Cap. And the orientation of it was again on purpose to yep. signify that. So yeah. Yeah. Yes. I I I I love it. Now I I remember you all mentioning the uh, part about the, the D being like the screw on top, but yeah. now the lines uh, make sense too, and it's like, oh my gosh, you all put so much work and thought into this. That is impressive. I I must thank say. you, thank you, <laughs> yes sirs. Now you put a personal touch into every order for bottled with hand crafting and natural ingredients. Every season of every year features four new season appropriate flavors. Mm -hmm. How do you determine these ingredients and their subsequent combination for flavors? Yeah, so we consider the actual season. Like what do people think about during that season? Mm -hmm. What are people, you know, what are some things that we think about during those seasons? So for instance, the holiday season, we think about fall, we think about pumpkins, we think about, you know, eggnog, eggnog and stuff like that. And so we, we make sure that we have cocktails that sort of align, yeah, align with those vibes around that time because we want people to be in that sort of mood during that season. We also do it also too because you know create some anticipation. So just recently, we just ended our our um, season one of this year and just started season two. And one of the great things was that you know usually towards the end of a season, we usually do like a fifty percent off sale. And so um, we sold out of one of the cocktails, and like we had people that are like, "No, I really want that cocktail," <laughs> and we really love that kind of reception. It was like, "All right, then that means you can look forward to having it again." when we have it, you know, the next season, stuff like that. And because we're also still working nine to five or full-time jobs, we try to make sure that we limit what we're doing. And so we try to like have the same cocktails each season. If we notice that something doesn't have like, doesn't get uh, enough reception, we might change it out um, for something else. But really just thinking about what's happening and stuff like that during that time. Yeah, and you asked, uh, well, you mentioned handcrafting and just the uniqueness of it all. We also like to put people's names on your orders, like being the creative director, I personally handwrite your name on the tag. And if you have a message that you want to put on the uh, order for a friend or a family member or whoever, I write yeah. all of that. So it's literally yeah. handcrafted. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And those are for our um, local deliveries. Yeah. For our ship deliveries, we sometimes sometimes if someone like sends a gift mm -hmm. and they'll put a message, we can write that message, at least for the ship deliveries. Yes. yes. Um, so yeah, so it's all personalized. And the mm -hmm. thing is just really important. If you go to our social media, or if you go to our Instagram page and you look at our reels, we have one particular reel that has gotten the most views, views yeah. of any of our reels. And it is of someone gifting them bottled and just her reaction opening it and then really excited about her name being spelled on the tag mm -hmm. and then it being spelled correctly yeah nice very cool now sticking with the narrative motif of ingredients you also make some wonderful ingredients into your romantic relationship 
ensuring appropriate separation of work and love. Now, you put up necessary boundaries between the two. And the question, what might these boundaries look like for Greg and Stefan of Bottled? And what other ingredients do you mix in to maintain the strength of your romantic relationship and addition? You want to take that? Yeah. <laughs> so honestly, I think the way that we talked about our business being adaptive earlier, and honestly, that's the same way that we're, you know, treating our relationship. And to be honest, you know, there are still some things that we are working through mm -hmm. together in regards to, because it's, I mean, we've never owned a business before yeah. and never been in a relationship, you know, together in owning a business. So two things that are really interesting. So there are a lot of things that have been challenging um, that we are working through. And I think as we go, we start to understand how we actually build those boundaries and how we set them and making sure that we're not um, encroaching on those boundaries for each other. Um, honestly, for instance, we are currently in New York yeah. uh, for a work trip for him. Yeah. And so of course this was already scheduled before then, but we haven't done any bottled things here. here yeah. It really was a time for me to come and join him here and, and enjoy each other in the city um, without thinking about bottled. And so like using those kind of boundaries to really enjoy each other, enjoy each other's time, and you know, enjoy the city. Yeah, we are in this season where we, like you said, fast rising bottle, and yes. it was becoming, it was becoming literally all that we did. So okay. we had to pump the brakes and be like, er, skirt, like we need to start doing things for ourselves, things that pour into us. So again, being here for work, I brought him along and we are in New York. We are going to all these restaurants and we're just having good old quality time yeah. without bottle. But this was scheduled before. So this was um, a priority for us as well. So we were like, we have to do this. But yes, no, we, we like to, you know, make that time for each other and not have it just be bottle related all yeah. the time. Yeah. Understandable. And thank you all so much for coming and it's greatly appreciated thrilled to have you all absolutely now thank you absolutely bottled is proudly a sustainable company in a world where many other companies seem to not care about the well-being of our planet at all now what made you decide to make bottled an environmentally sustainable company and please give our hashtag verse tv family a sip of all the tea on how you are incentivizing bottled customers to join in with you in this sustainability work yes so when we started planning out bottled and everything and like the packaging and everything we wanted to set ourselves apart from, you know, other people that may be in the ready to drink, the ready to drink cocktail business. People are using cans, people are using plastics, and we didn't want to do plastic because the world is just over polluted with plastic. So we decided we were going to be different and use glass and glass is a very recyclable material, expensive, yeah, but <laughs> recyclable. And so, um, we also decided to use uh, cotton 
drawstring bags as the packaging that the glass bottles go in. So once you're done with it, you can use it to, you know, keep other things. You can use it to, you know, do many things. Um, and especially with the glass bottles, we have our sustainability perk where when you order a bottle from us and you keep your bottles, when you place another order, you can use a sustainability discount code to get 15% off your order and also return the bottles from your previous order. And that way we are keeping the bottles, we're recycling the bottles, we're cleaning them and reusing them and, you know, limiting our carbon footprint on this planet. <laughs> yeah. And that's the the susta- uh, sustainability perk is for our local customers. Yes. Uh, we haven't found or been able to think of logistics or how that would work for any of our sort of like shift, shift orders. Yeah. Shift orders. And so like, yeah, honestly, I'm going to be real. Like the other thing with glass is of course it breaks. And so whenever we ship, I am always nervous because I'm like, because, you know, the the shipping carrier, sometimes they don't really care what's in the boxes, no matter how many fragile, fragile stickers you yeah. put on there. Yeah. They, they, they don't take care of those boxes. They throw them any which way. You know, you see them how they treat them even when you go to the post office or whatever. So, like, I'm always nervous because with glass, they are likely to break depending on how they care for them. So that makes me nervous. But it is better. I mean, glass just looks better. They can reuse it mm-hmm. uh, for something else. Um, it is more expensive, but it's just thinking about, it's just really thinking about sustainability. That That is really where, you know, we're going in the society. And so yeah. we really need to think about that. And if it costs a little bit more, you just have to take, you know, yeah. taking that risk and that cost. And some of our customers have shown us how they've reused our packaging. Yeah. Some of them have reused our bottles to like repot plants. Some of them have used our drawstring cotton bags to house like their hair care products. So it's pretty great to see how people are reusing our packaging to, you know, better the earth. (laughs) Actually, as we're talking, April is Earth Earth Day is coming up. Or was it last week? No, it's It's coming coming up. up I believe it's next week or Earth Day is coming up. So So, you know, we reduce, reuse, recycle our our stuff. R R R. I, I I love it. And I also going back a little bit. I love. It's it's funny. I, I was in the barber shop actually when I heard you all first explain the uh, incentive package, and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so smart. These guys are such intelligent businessmen. I love it. And also at. It's interesting how you were talking about worrying about it breaking. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's nice that you didn't say, yeah, well, you know, in order to keep the glass bottles that we have for sustainability purposes from breaking, we've decided to house them in uh, styrofoam containers. It's like that defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. 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 And so we have. We have sort of adjusted our packing process, but yeah, not not the use of styrofoam. Yeah, no plastics, no styrofoam. Well, you all are too smart for that, right? I mean, come (laughs) on, bottle. Yes. All right. Now, for this next part, all of your best goals and desires process into fruition for bottles. Where will Bottled be in June 2028? 
Yeah, that's interesting. And I, I think that's also the uh, the greatness of this relationship as well, because we both have different ideas and plans. And so different visions <laughs> and different visions. Yeah. And so I think that's an interesting thing where we kind of throw those things around. And I think one of the things that happens is sometimes owners of businesses and companies actually are the ones that make the decision for where the business mm -hmm. is going to go. Your customers are the ones that really push you to what that business is going to look like. But anyway, for me, at least, what I see is I see sort of like more of like a manufacturer situation or even maybe like more of like boutique style offerings. So being offered at like Airbnbs or at bed and breakfasts or boutique hotels, especially some of those hotels that don't have a bar. So, you know, you have, you're able to offer your guests a cocktail that's pre-made uh, to go into their bedrooms and things like that. So, you know, some of those hotels that don't have those options and then, you know, offering that for them. Yeah. yeah. And for me, I'm the, the big dreamer of it all. Um, you know, I would want, 2028, I would want Bottle to have like a celebrity endorsement. You know, maybe Beyonce, you know, Beyonce will see this versus TV versus TV uh, cast. And no, I like them. I like them. Let me call them up. Let me order something. And that will just make make my year, make everything for me. So I would love like a celebrity endorsement. I know Sierra now endorses Tentaron Rum. So, you know, I am putting it out into the universe. Beyonce, Monica even, cause his favorite artist is Monica or Janelle Monet. Mm -hmm. Somebody. All right, all right. So actually, actually I've been spamming Janelle Monet, so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You all are just, uh, just so admirable and just listening to you all talk of, about the business and what you've done and, and what you're looking to do and all of that. It's just like, these guys are smart businessmen, smart businessmen. And I, I love you. it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. Yes. Now, the next question. Do you have any tea, any information on anything else going on that you can share with our hashtag Verse TV family today? Um, so we usually do pop-ups at certain events and things like that. And so uh, what we like to do is post those things on our social media. So for any events that are coming up in the in the future, really just pay attention to our social media. Uh, we do have a, we do have something scheduled right now. Uh, on August 20th, we're actually going to be at a block party. Uh, so anyone who's interested in joining, you can reach out to us uh, and we can send you an invite for that. Um, but yeah, that's, we have so many other things planned, but we will have them posted on our social media. Make sure you check us out on Instagram. That is at underscore B-O-T-L-D, same thing for Twitter, uh, and then at Bottled Up on Facebook. Yeah, so, you know, we, one of Greg's mottos is one day at a time. So as we progress, you know, things happen for us that we did not expect. We had our, our first big gig was with Howard University and curating their special cocktail for the School of 
pharmacy or the college of pharmacy for their virtual alumni event (laughs) right um so that was our first big thing and then recently under armor reached out to us to host a virtual happy hour for black history month so like greg said keep up with us on our socials so you see what good fortune befalls bottle and we will <laughs> we will share it with you all and you will come along for the ride <laughs> yeah I, I love it I, I love it that's fantastic and uh, you're talking to a howard bison so that's why i got excited yeah. Yeah. but yes yes uh, okay all right and What is the main thing that you want our hashtag Verse TV family to learn about bottle today? I think, you know, for me, it's about being able and doing. And so like, sometimes you have a dream or sometimes you have just an idea. Really sometimes, honestly, so thinking about our business, We thought about this in like mid-December of 2020. And within two weeks, it was a thing and we launched. And everything wasn't as we wanted. We wanted to have a nice website. We wanted to have nice things. But eventually we were just like, you know what? Just throw it out there. And eventually things will come as they should as we have time. And that's exactly what has happened. And I think a lot of times we really hold ourselves back because we're like, no, it has to be just right. It has to da 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 it has to da 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 But sometimes you just, and then what happens is you kind of create that character for your business because the people that are following you, the people that want to help you, that want to support you and evangelize your business, they will see how you've worked on that business. They will see how it's grown and they will see your passion for it. And that's what really gives your business character. Yeah, and it's something I said recently, Strive for progression, not perfection. Because yeah. what, like, I've, I've helped him. Yeah, I've helped him to learn that. So, yeah, like, you look back at your, we're a year into bottle right now. And when I look back at where we started from, yeah. I'm just like, wow, we really grew. Yeah. And so for me, it's just like, I'm really into the whole progression, not perfection thing. Yeah. So when you, you look back, you're like, wow, like yeah. we really did that. Like when we started, our website was a Google form, mm-hmm. which was crappy as heck, but it did what it needed to do. <laughs> um, and he was not happy about that. I had to really convince him into doing that. Yeah. But eventually we got our website. Yeah. And the website looks, I think, really great. He's the one that designs it and, and helps to make it, um, you know, work for our, our customers and make sure that experience for them is uh, is great when they're purchasing our cocktails. And yeah, Bottled is just a dream of both of ours that we brought to life together. Yeah. And I don't think it would have happened individually because sometimes you just have to meet that person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, to take you to a step that you probably couldn't get to on your own. Yeah, And so, yeah, I'm glad to glad we met yeah shout out to tinder (laughs) yes yes tinder matches okay yes we need to tell tinder to holler at us yeah we hashtag tinder you know (laughs) tinder you have a success story here like oh my god yeah oh my gosh like just just seeing the gears clicking for you all your businesses oh my gosh i love it 
I love yes. And it was like, we need to tell Tinder to uh partner with us. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, you um, do. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I, I I love it. I love it all. All right. So we are about to go into part two of okay. the questions. And we will add this. Because part two, we go live as well on Facebook and YouTube. YouTube. That's how Oprah said it. I'm getting my Oprah on. <laughs> go ahead and holler at Oprah too. Shoot. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, see, there you go. Okay. Yes. That, that's something that, that, that should be done. Yes. Wait a minute. Okay. Description required. Okay. And as soon as this. finishes we will also be live on facebook and all right and now we're live on facebook youtube and twitter and the first question now this is part two these are our hashtag verse tv questions that we ask all of our guests so by all of our guests we're asking each of you individually as well because both of you are our guests and we will start off with this first question going to stefan and then we'll follow up and the exact same question will go to greg and then we'll sort of switch back and forth as we go all right so question number one stefan if you had all the money power necessary what would you do change that you feel would most benefit the lgbt plus community oh i would do a lot i mean if i had all the power and money reverse florida's don't say gay bill reverse a lot of anti-gay legislation build a lot of quality and you know quality and sustainable um, shelter for um, LGBT youth that have been kicked out of their homes, abandoned and have nowhere else to go and just give them a quality of life training for jobs and things that can make them productive members of society. Fantastic. That's me. (laughs) Excellent. And Greg? Uh, So for me, I think TV and film has such a huge impact on shaping society's thoughts and progression. And for me, what I would like to do if I had all the money in the world is really to broadcast more stories of our lesbian, bisexual, gay, trans, etc., brothers and sisters, they, them, non-binary. non-binary yeah and really showing more more of those stories 
Because what happens is we need to humanize our experiences for people to really understand what's going on. Even for me as a Black gay man, I need to learn more about the trans, you know, sort of like movement and the trans experience experience and challenges that they deal with. Because I don't have any friends that are trans and I don't really directly have any connection with them. But at the root of everything, it's really about identity. And identity is at the root of everything. And I think for me, it would be in TV and film. So having that representation on film and letting the masses see our stories is super important. So TV and film is like one of my most important things when it comes to LGBT uh, plus community, like telling our stories. I agree a hundred percent times a hundred. Okay. <laughs> now, and this time the question will go to Greg. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Greg first, and then Stefan yeah. after. All right. And it starts off with a quote, and the quote is. Ask not where I live or what I like to eat or how I comb my hair, but ask me, what am I living for in detail? Ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for. And that's a quote by Thomas Merton. And the actual question is, what is your goal in life? And what is slowing you from achieving your goal? Wow, that is a very hard question. Uh, That is a lot. But honestly, I really have a passion for like mentorship and training. And I think what's important, like if anyone, if at least one person can be like, hey, Greg, I liked what you've done. Or I like to see what, you know, the things that you've been able to accomplish. Like, how can I get there? And I can't tell them how to get there. I can tell them what I've done. And they really have to make the decisions on their own in regards to like where they want to go. But I think being able for people to see me as a Black, gay, Haitian man of immigrant parents that has been able to do certain things that is possible for anyone. Uh, And there are definitely obstacles that are put in our place. And um, I think the greatness of our culture is being resilient. And, but sometimes you definitely need that support as well. So just being there to support others. And I think that's been the greatness of this business as well. We partnered with so many black businesses, specifically also LGBT plus communities and businesses as well. So, you know, doing that as well has been great. Yeah, so my goal, yes, my goal in life um wow i've never i've never really thought about that question so when you asked it i was sitting here like what is my goal and you know i could say something um like you know i've always loved singing karaoke is like one of my favorite pastimes so like a goal or a dream of mine would be to like be a singer mm-hmm. and like dive into that full time. And the only thing stopping myself is me because <laughs> I don't feel com- confident in my voice. I feel like there are way better singers than me. There are 
bunch of singers out here like what makes me special what makes me think i can even be that but i um just right now thought about something a goal of mine that just came to me would be you know to make ghana proud mm -hmm. like for bottle to be such a success and for it to be internationally known that i can you know uplift ghana my home country in a way that you know i probably couldn't do otherwise and i want ghanians to be like he is one of ours mm -hmm. he has made us proud and you know ghana is also a country where um being gay is criminalized and you know it's not a thing to be so for them to see that one of their own who is gay has made it and is this person that we are proud of that would be an amazing dream to accomplish an amazing goal yeah oh i love it and, and that will help the youth there as yeah. well not just the youth that will help the country overall okay okay yeah <laughs> and, and don't even get me started on the fact that ghana's specifically most recent anti-gay bill actually yeah. came from illinois but that's another that that's another topic don't even get me started anyway <laughs> but yeah so next and this one will go to stefan then yes. greg and what is your hashtag deepest tea, i.e. something that you've never shared on media before, but something that you're willing to share with us, of course? My deepest tea. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Ooh. <gasps> There's a lot. Which what can I share though? <laughs> um Okay, here's one. So I've always known that I am a gay individual. Um and you know how they say like your family knows before you even come out. Well, before I even came out to my family and my siblings are going to hate me for this if they ever watch this but um my older sister and my two younger brothers and my brother-in-law were taking bets on <laughs> if i was truly gay and when i would come out so when i did come out they were not surprised and they were like yeah we were taking bets we were waiting for when this would happen and you know they were very supportive and my siblings are great. My brother-in-law, a Jamaican man who like is like a second father to me. He loves me. He loves me for me, gay and all, a Jamaican yes. man. Mm -hmm. And okay. literally the other day he was like, I cannot wait till you get married. Like I am excited for when that happens. So you know, <laughs> yeah, that's my tea. Fantastic. Mine is not bad. Mine is completely different. Honestly, as a kid, I've always wanted to be a police officer. Mm -hmm. And so even going through school, that is just something I've always wanted to do. So he always tries to figure out, like, as I watch a lot of true crime shows, like, I watch Law & Order like it's nobody's business. Mm -hmm. 
And he's always like really concerned because he's like, why is he watching all of these things? But I just always had a fast have a fascination for like just crime uh, shows and stuff like that because I always wanted to be a police officer. But then I got to a certain age where I thought to myself, I don't think I'm actually willing to put my life in danger for other people in that particular way. And so, you know, you have to know who you are. And so I quickly changed that and just started going into technology. Yeah, he's very obsessed with murder mysteries and like all those Netflix documentaries and yeah. things. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta keep one eye on him. <laughs> Nice. All right. Now we're going to go Greg, then Stefan. Mm -hmm. What are some stumbling blocks that you've had on your path up? And how did you overcome? Ooh, like, are you talking about like in general or like with bottled? You know, whenever it comes to any of these questions, it's always just however you interpret it so if you want yeah. to answer for bottled if you want to make it a hybrid of both go for it yeah i think you know kind of like what i said the stumbling blocks is like really just getting in your way and really like sometimes talking yourself out of things and then doubting that you can do something actually when we were launching bottled i was like yo yeah nobody ain't gonna buy ain't nobody gonna buy this stuff Nobody is going to buy this stuff. Ain't nobody going to mess with us. Da, 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 da. And so, and I think I'm really fascinated by like, when you see like other like CEOs and, and owners of business, they're like, and they're so and confident. They're like, no, people want this. And I'm like, that's the spirit I want. But I'm just always really like, are people going to like this? Do people like this? Are they still going to want it? Like what, what's the realty? Like, even when like, honestly, when people say, I really, really like this. And in my head, I'm like, do they really, or are they saying that? Like, so it's really like getting in your way. So really having to step back and be like, maybe people actually do like this. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Kind of like uh, Mark Zuckerberg pu pushing um, Meta. You know, he really yeah. believes in that. So, you know, Watson, that's going to be the next big thing, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right right behind Bottled, right? Right behind Bottled. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So for me, yes. Stumbling blocks and obstacles. I am a perfect, I am a perfectionist. I, I want everything to be perfect. I want everything to be meticulous. I want everything, all the, I's dotted, T's crossed, like everything, like, and Greg is not that. And with Bottled, I, and even with like my regular nine to five, like I stress over perfection. And to the point that, you know, it's something called like analysis paralysis. If you analyze something too much and like you're in the details and the weeds of it, you like, ultimately you get paralyzed. and how I am overcoming that. Um, Greg's helping a lot, especially with on the bottle side of things, because he like he he's not he's not one to like really be the perfectionist. He's just like, 
we should do it and you know yeah. make progress and updates over time and just all of that so yeah. he's really like teaching me that again progression not perfection and that is due to him and also another thing would be like Greg was saying talking yourself out of things yeah. like I said about being a singer like I'm like what there are plenty of other singers out there like what makes your voice unique what makes you so special and like in a way I've talked myself out of pursuing that and have kept it to just karaoke and so <laughs> how I'm helping myself get over that is um you know doing more karaoke in a public setting not in like the private rooms and seeing what people's reception to that is and mm -hmm. most recently I performed at one of the bars in DC and got a great reception and I was not expecting it. And I was like, oh, maybe I can do this. So just putting myself out more and taking risks and just seeing what happens. So yeah. watch out for that album, maybe. <laughs> maybe. That album. Okay. Maybe. No. <laughs> is, is, is it going to be on the, the uh, bottled independent label? You know, it'll be on one of the commercials. Watch out for our, our first commercial. I'll probably give the vocals to that. <laughs> yes. Man, you guys do not cease to amaze me. Oh my gosh. Because, yes, like you're saying it playfully, but yes, yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. Oh my gosh. Yes. You guys are amazing, period. Thank you. Oh, all right. So for question number five of five, rounding out the whole interview segment, and we'll start with Greg and then go to Stefan. First question, or this question, what are some things that you would like to be left in the legacy time capsule for your work? Oh. Oh, these questions. Oh my gosh. What do I want to be left? Oof. I don't know. I mean, you know, when I think about that, I think about neither one of my parents have a formal education. And they came to this country with no high school diploma and minimal mid middle school uh, length, you know education, couldn't speak English coming to this country. Um, so I think leaving that story here for people to see, because there are still people that are dealing with that. And I think that's a story that people need to read and understand and hear, because in, it's not a unique story. But yeah, some of those stories just need to keep being told so people understand that. Like, I think what happens is like, we've done so much progression across the society as a whole, but people don't understand that there are still people that are still at a place where you were before, that are still trying to move forward to get where you are now. And I think that's also really important to think about. So yeah, leaving my story, I think that's important. I just mean that, by the way. Uh, oh, <laughs> thank you all, because I, I technically did go out of order with that one, but thank okay. you. 
with you. Absolutely. Oh, right. And, and oh, for yes. me, yes. Um, what I would leave in the legacy time capsule. Um, you know, I was thinking this when the question was asked. I would leave our Google order form. <laughs> I would leave our our very first like website which was again a google order form just so people can see like where we started and yeah. it's like it was not razzle dazzle it was basic yeah and i want that message to be just start it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be what you yeah. envision yeah. just start it and it will become what you envision yeah. oh yeah i think i think that's also a good point and one thing that i've been telling him as well like on our social media mm -hmm. i think there's so much potential for our social media to be better but what's happening is like we're not dedicating an eight hour day to work on bottle like we're working our nine to fives eight hours a day then after hours we're working on bottle right and so like if we could dedicate a whole full day to working on bottle of course I think our presence will be a lot more known and even visually it will look better. But I think leaving what we currently have and then like seeing how it progresses over years time, especially when we have more dedicated, you know, sort of like expertise on working on some of those things and seeing like, this is where we were, like, you know, how we do like, this is where it started, this is where it is now. So yeah. Fantastic. All right. And this question, where can people find Bottled, you all, on social media? You can go to our website, which is bottled.co. That's B-O-T-L-D dot C-O. You can find us on Instagram at underscore B-O-T-L-D. Same name for Twitter, underscore B-O-T-L-D. And then also you can find us on Facebook, Bottled Up, B-O-T-L-D-U-P. And I just want to add, if you've ordered from us, take a picture of you enjoying your drink, send it to us, and you may be featured on our website yeah. or on our social media. So if you go on our website, you may find yourself there. Because yeah. yeah. we, we display pictures of our customers on the homepage. So yeah. check us out. Yeah, the greatness of this is really just including our community in mm -hmm. all of this as well, too. So, yeah, yeah. You you guys really are the quintessence of marketing geniuses. As you were saying that, I was like, oh my goodness gracious, you guys just <laughs> everything, everything uh, to the well. I don't want to say to the moon because when he said to the moon, it was something kind of violent. But um, <laughs> into the stratosphere. Yeah. Yes. 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 Into good the vibes, good energy, positive. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you all very much, and this is concluding the interview segment of the yeah. show, and we will do something else after it. But this has been. Hashtag Verse TV Week 153. And this has been the All the Tea interview with the amazing couple, the amazing dynamic business duo, Bottle. <laughs>
Greg Thank you. and Stefan. Thank you. Thank you. Oh.